0: Well hi everyone Janice here and today I want to share with you some of my learning about curricula. There's more than just one curriculum and I want to share with you the three gifts that any curriculum gives you plus the three challenges that they come with and how to deal with them. The question is this, how do music teachers like you and me find ideas resources and the energy for teaching? How do we teach in such a way that inspires our students and inspires ourselves on keeping on going day after day? That's the question, and in this podcast, we give you the answers. My name is Janice Tuck, and welcome to the Weekly Spark for Music Teachers. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Weekly Spark for Music Teachers. Now, in this podcast, we hope to give you not just the resources, but the mindset, the resourcefulness to get you through your day as well. Here, we talk about all the big things that affect us as teachers, All the things that keep us up, you know, really late at night worrying. And we help you find ways to get through them, you know, with ease and effectiveness. So how many of you as teachers have had some kind of curriculum guideline from your state or district or national authority that you need to work with in your schools? Because I know it can be incredibly confusing and frustrating. I've been there. I know that here in Australia, we have a national curriculum, but every state also has its own curriculum, which is based around it. So there's varying guidelines and they can get confusing really quickly to look at depending on which state you're from. And I also know that the USA has similar challenges. They have a common core arts curriculum, but that's also not adopted in every state and the states all have their own interpretation of how it should be implemented too. So it's no wonder that teachers feel completely overwhelmed and overworked just thinking about this one thing, the curriculum and how to implement it into their classrooms. There's a lot to do and a curriculum document comes along and then the needs have to also be met to satisfy administrators. So today I thought I'd share with you some insights which we gained from our work here at the Fun Music Company as we go through and analyse and look at all the different curriculum documents that come across our desks. We look at them from our all from our home country here of Australia, of course, plus the international ones as well. So in this podcast I want to share with you the three gifts that any curriculum document will give you as well as the three challenges that can also be associated with them. And this is because I'm a really firm believer that everything in life has two sides. You know, it's got yin and yang. It's day and night. It's the two sides of a coin, right? So the great psychologist Carl Jung is quoted as saying, wisdom accepts that all things have two sides. And I firmly agree with that. Therefore, whatever challenge you have in life, there's always a good side to it as well. Even the worst things... Even the loss of a loved one can sometimes turn around and you might meet someone different or have different experience because of that loss of the person. Now, I'm not saying it's a good thing. It's not a good thing if you lose someone. Of course it's not. But life says that there's going to be an upside and it's just a matter of looking for it because it's so easy to see the bad side. So also with any great win in your life, there's also a downside to it because often something has to be lost in order for something to be gained. So if you pay attention to one thing, then something else in your life might be neglected. That's the balance of life. And it's the way it is. Anyway, enough about my philosophy of life, Janice. Today, I thought I'd share my thoughts and ideas on the gifts and the challenges of any music curriculum document that you have to follow so that perhaps you have some different insights, some different pathways to grow and learn with your own curriculum requirements, no matter what school you're in. So let's start with the three gifts. So I think the first gift for me is pretty obvious. It might not be so much for everyone else, but this is that the, the curriculum gives us a wonderful gift of a structure and framework. Now, this is a stated goal of most curriculum documents that I've seen. They aim to lay out the structure of the content for teachers to use in the classroom and give you the guidelines on what students should be learning and how to achieve it at certain stages. So what are the best ways to use this gift? Well, I feel that one simple and easy way to approach this is to plan your assessment timetable first. So if you have four content statements for a subject, the first thing I would do is plan four assessments to happen during the year and make each assessment around the content statement. That way you've set the goalpost, you know, the end point for that year based on your curriculum. Then you can work your content around that from there. The best thing about this well, the content statements have given been given to you, so you just need to find the lessons and the ideas to match them and structure all of your lessons around them. So that gift of structure and framework is the first and most obvious gift. But what I've got is two others for you that you might not have considered yet. The second gift that any curriculum gives you is the gift of worldview thinking. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I think that the curriculum has the chance if we let it. To get us out of our own limited, you know, narrow view of the world, because we get to see teaching from a more bird's eye view than what we ever have before. Because you know, as teachers, and I include myself in this very much, we can be very much stuck in our own view of the world. You know, our world comes to us through our own lenses, how we studied our craft, where we were trained at at college or university, and where we've learned through experiences. And then all of that professional development we may or may not have done along the way. However, we think like music teachers because that is what we are. One of the most frequent complaints that I hear about curricula is that they are written by generalists. You know, people that don't know anything about music. Or they're trying to impose the same guidelines on music as visual art, dance and drama. Now these are all very different subjects. And yes, those things are true. But a curriculum document has the ability to break us out of our own limited view and see things from a different perspective. So for that reason, I think it's a really good thing. Looking through the window of a well-written curriculum, we get to see things as perhaps our students or our parents of our students may see things, rather than in our own kind of narrow view. One example is the recent changes to the Australian curriculum, which has changed from things saying things like, Developed oral skills by exploring and imitating sounds, pitch and rhythm patterns using voice, movement and body percussion. And it's moved to develop listening skills and skills for singing and playing instruments. So in my view, this is a fantastic change because the less the less of the specificity means that it allows for students and parents to really understand what they're about to do. Students and parents are never going to really understand develop oral skills. I mean, that's something we use in, in teacher training. But they will understand develop skills for singing and playing instruments. So we can write that easily into our programs. The third gift I think any curriculum gives is the gift of consistent terminology. Now, in my view, one of the most important things we give to our students as music teachers is an understanding of the world And our curriculum can give us terminology to use that will hopefully match what others use. That way, when students move from one school to another, one country to another, if they haven't even exactly covered all the same content in different schools, at least they might have a consistent set of language that's being used. So one of the greatest examples of this is the focus on the elements of music, which we see in many curricula around the world. Students learn about and discuss melody, harmony, rhythm, and all other elements of music in just about any curriculum. Of course, people have different ways to define what the elements of music are. And there's so many different lists with different elements included or not included. But at least if they are defined in your curriculum document in your area, then teachers can use a somewhat consistent language across those schools. Anyway, so they are my three gifts that I see that any curriculum gives. The gift of structure and framework, the gift of worldview thinking, and the gift of consistent terminology. So how about the other side? What are the challenges that a curriculum gives you? Well, the first challenge, of course, is the most obvious one. A curriculum statement might tell you what to teach, but it doesn't provide a how. So the challenge really is that the curriculum comes with no resources. Now, they might say, okay, let's develop listening skills, but they don't tell you what to listen to or what it means to have a listening skill or how to do it. That's where, of course, we help you here at the Fun Music Company. It's our mission, it's our quest, it's our whole life to help teachers fill those gaps and provide that program that meets curriculum requirements, all while being a whole lot of fun to use, of course, as well. However, as well as our stuff, there are many great other resources available online to help you as well. So never fear, there's a huge world of resources and hopefully, you know, many teachers are going to keep adding to those resources so you can fill all the gaps of the hows to meet all those curriculum content statements in time. The second challenge is that a curriculum doesn't help with social justice issues and can potentially increase them. So I believe that social justice is important. Of course it is. It's an important thing that all races are treated fairly. All people are valued regardless of their race, religion, background or gender. In the last 10 to 20 years, these issues have become much more apparent in our everyday lives and they come into the things we do in the classroom as well. In music, this is actually a big issue. It's not long ago that I came across a movement which was pointing out one obvious obvious fact that many of the music education of the past and present is all based on the music of European white men. Where's the black composers? Where's the composers from all the other countries? Where's all those talented female composers? Now, I recognise the flaws and mistakes we've also made in the past in this area ourselves. We have an old printable lesson plan module called Great Composers with all those white men composers and no black or female composers. It was not even done then. So we're as guilty as anyone else of this, but not being aware of not being aware of this area in the past. That's how things were taught. However, thankfully, we've got our team working hard on this and we're going to look at some ways to rectify it in our new edition of our Fun Music Company curriculum program which we should have released within a few months of this podcast coming out, maybe six to 12 months of this podcast going out. So hopefully that's going to be available for you very soon. So you have a good balance. Also, some things can be included in curricula, which challenges in this area. And overall, it's a good thing. So for example, in Australia, there's a content statement all about recognizing and celebrating our indigenous population. And I've seen similar things in content statements from states in the USA and provinces of Canada as well. It's something we have to learn about and grow with us as educators and embrace as we teach it in our classrooms. The third challenge that I see with the curriculum documents is that while they might give you a content statement, which is a rough start for an assessment framework, it gives you no tools and doesn't show you how to assess students' progress in any area. And that's one of the things that teachers tell me they need, assessments that they can use easily and record students' progress against a curriculum standard. No curriculum that I'm aware of actually gives you rubrics that say, here is what an A looks like, or here is the criteria to pass this. They leave it very general and don't give those guidelines. Teachers have so much to do. It's pretty difficult to come up with those rubrics and standards on your own. However, it's something that's important, and I think it's, something that it's, some, it's important that teachers can customise assessments and rubrics for their own students. Anyway... We're on to it at the moment. We're looking to provide many rubrics and easier assessment tools in our programs. That's going to give you a starting point for your assessment scheme against the content curriculum standards. Anyway, I've gone on way too long already about all these gifts and challenges that a curriculum document brings. I want to know what you think, though. Do you see more gifts and challenges than I could have ever identified? I'd love to have your feedback on this. So please feel free to email me at janice@fundmusicco.com. at or leave a comment on our blog post or on our website. I'd love to hear your insights on the gifts and challenges that your curriculum gives you. Anyway, it's been great chatting with you again on The Weekly Sparkle about this curriculum and the issues around it, and I look forward to seeing you again next time. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast service. It helps us spread the word. Also you can head over to funmusicco.com forward slash weekly teaching ideas where you can join our mailing list and get free access to hundreds of fun music teaching ideas and resources for the classroom. So make sure you're subscribed and don't miss an episode and I look forward to seeing you next time on the weekly spark for music teachers.